Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Barbells and Briefcases podcast. This is also episode 2 in our Barbells book club series. The book we reviewed this week is The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. We talk about the specific languages, how they apply to us, and how you can apply those to all your relationships, not just romantic ones, and much more. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 48 of the Barbells and Briefcases podcast. My name is John Miller. Uh, this is our virtual podcast for today. I've got uh, in my top left corner, Randall Denson, John Fody, and Nick Saka. This is going to be uh, episode two of our series of the Barbells Book Club. Uh, the book we're doing today is The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Uh, it was written in 1992. The main, uh, his main theory in the book is that we all show and experience love in different languages. Uh, words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and touch. Each person has a primary and a secondary language, and through these is how someone feels love. And let's see, the book gives numerous examples on couples that he's counseled and how he's helped them through using the love language. The book's 200 pages long, or 208 pages long. Uh, the actual chapters end around 167, another 10 pages of uh, frequently asked questions, and then a quiz after that so you can figure out your own love languages. Uh, guys, what do you think of the book? I think it's, a, <clears throat> I think it's an instrumental book for, for relationships, um, more, not just for, for relationships with like a spouse, but relationships with, with everybody relationships with uh, kids. Um, I do want to talk at some point, I do want to talk about the beginning of the book and how it talks about kids and how, how love languages applies to them. Uh, and more so just giving them love in general and not so much, you know, really catering to their love language, but, um, but to, you know, employees, if you're a boss, um, coworkers, if you're, you know, an employee, um, it's super yeah. important, well, the, super important. Going off that, there are like five or like three or four like sister books, of the love languages there's there's one for children there's one for singles there's one for the workplace and there's also a military edition oh wow there's one for men too i just saw that today there's one specifically oh, really? for men yep oh wow then he's milking it <laughs> Go yeah. he's, got a, he's got a lot he's Go being resourceful for Go sure get, get yeah. it gary <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, I, I, I think it's just, uh, it's a good like Bible for relationships, you know, for, um, I mean, and, and it's, I think all of us are, I think it, this is going to be good for all of us just because all of us come from different, um, I guess, stages of relationships, this, this core group uh, of men right here. Um, you know, you have Randy, who's married, you have Miller, who, uh, John Miller, who's engaged. You have uh, myself, who's been in a relationship for a year. I just think that this is a phenomenal book. I mean, I, I think we, we've been all raised differently, too. And I believe a lot of the love, our personal love languages come for how we were raised. They say that. He says exactly. that, too, right? Yeah. So, exactly. And before we go into, like, these questions and topics here, um, he says, I was, as I was catching up at the end of the book, he says, like, we usually translate our love language by the, how we treat our spouse or somebody we love. Like if we like doing things for, 
our spouse, like say like that might be our love language. Right. Like acts of service. Yeah. So, that yeah, that's very true. So no, go ahead, Pody. No, no, that, that's what I'm saying. So before we, you know, kick off the, the topics here that usually we find our personal love language um through our actions. So that's where I was kinda getting at with that. Definitely. I, I think most people are like that. I think most people like how they want to receive love is how they they share it with other people, and that's definitely true with with me. That's definitely true with with my partner. So, and that's and that's where the disconnect is, right? In the book, that's what they talk about: is that that sure. the biggest disconnect in relationships is that we tend to give how we like to to receive, and it's not always like that. So, an example is. If I like, you know, the trash being taken out or if I like, you know, a meal cooked for me, um, you know, I, I will try to do that for my spouse, but they just might just want my, me to give them quality time. So let's go through right. real quick. What's, what's each of our love languages? Like mine off the top, I know mine is probably number one, I'd say acts of service and number two is words of affirmation. Those are my two should we say the full list yeah say say the full list yeah let's should we explain each category before we go into what 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 what's our yeah yeah yeah. let's 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 explain it more before we we dive into the categories so the first the first uh the first love language that he goes over is words of affirmation so telling telling your loved one that that you love them or telling them that you appreciate them telling them things that that you appreciate about them uh, the second one is acts of service. So doing doing things for for your loved one that you wouldn't necessarily do or doing things that they wouldn't, going out of your way to do something for them. Uh, the third one, receiving gifts. So gift giving or even just giving the gift of your time. Uh, quality time, being able to, to, to give your time and, and your full attention to, to that other person. And then physical touch. So whether it's hugs, kiss, Handhold, sexual, all the the realms of that. Uh, Foti, you said yours were words of affirmation was your secondary one, and primary, primary. would be definitely acts of service. I think I can Randy? get that from how I was raised. So, but we'll go into that. <clears throat> Randy, what's yours? Um, mine, my my main one is acts of service, and um, I think my secondary is receiving gifts. I gotta retake the test, but when I the last time I took the test, my primary was um, acts of service, and the second one was receiving gifts. But as we know in the book, it shows that you know primary and secondary, but we all hold these love languages within us. It's just which ones actually uh, uh, affect you more. Fill the love tank. That's the love answer. tank. The <laughs> love tank. Which ones fill your love tank? I feel like that word could be different. <laughs> <laughs> what's the what question you put it over <laughs> I, I i don't know but that that needs revision revising for sure uh i don't necessarily want my love tank filled i just like, <laughs> better way to... i feel like we can fill our girls love tank but they shouldn't be able to fill ours you know <laughs> the love tank thank you what's your love uh, languages Mine's uh, I'm actually one of those. Uh, my mine has had changed because um, I remember when I first took the test, and just so just for the listeners, if you've never, if you're not aware, you can go, you can Google five love languages and take the quiz online. 
Um, you can just take it right on their website. It literally takes less than five minutes. Um, and then it gives you an explanation of your love languages and, and it ranks them according to how you answer the questions. Um, but uh, mine's originally were words of affirmation and then acts of service. Uh, but as I've you know grown in the last couple of years, um, acts of service has taken that number one spot. And words of affirmation has taken that second spot. So they just kind of swapped each other. So what about you, John? Um, I originally, like, just before ever reading the book and just knowing what the, the languages were, I thought my number one was physical touch and my number two was words of affirmation. Uh, I took the test and it's actually flipped. Uh, words of affirmation is my number one and, 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 and then uh, physical touch is number two for me. John likes his butt poked. I do. I like my <laughs> So he's, he's, he's dying in this quarantine because nobody can touch him, you know? <laughs> For sure. I, if uh, I don't know what the world's going to be like when I, when I go back to out into the real world, I'm not going to be able to hug people now. So I know that's the one part I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how it unfolds, man. Cause that's something I love too. Yeah. It will be interesting to see if like, if like people just don't shake hands anymore or things like that. You see a lot of that. <laughs> Chuck the dude. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just be like the Japanese cultures and just be bowing to each other all the time. Yep. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of dabs, like, because I sometimes I go into dealerships. I don't shake nobody's hand. I just, you know. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. even during like the presidential debates, they were elbow bumping and stuff too. Yeah, that shit was funny. <laughs> oh. So let's get into it. What's um what's the first topic for today? First topic is the most rereadable section. Can I start? Can I yeah, start? go for it, Nick. Here we go. Can I start? Can I go? So <laughs> I uh I, I really like the beginning. Um the beginning it, it talks about children and just like we already discussed how when we like a lot of this is based on how we were raised. Um but what I found, you know, obviously this is like common sense, but just reading it into words, it, it just, um, I guess it hits differently, but um, it, it's talking about um, children and child, child psychologists affirm that every child has a certain, has certain basic emotional needs that must be met if they're, if they are to be emotionally stable without that love, he or she will be emotionally or um, and socially challenged. Now, that's not saying like they for sure will, but it's, you know, likely. Um, inside every child is an, uh, is an emotional love tank <laughs> um, waiting to be filled with love. Um, and when kids misbehave, it's usually because they really didn't receive, you know, love. And so this shit's not just, you know, when you read this, even on the cover, right, like you see it's, it's a guy and a girl, but I liked how it, it went deeper than that. And if we expect future generations to be better you know we have to give that love right so i just i was thinking about an, a small example like um my my i'm here today right it's it's a saturday and uh, my sister had to work and she um, asked my brother adam to watch uh, my niece layla and i'm just like thinking i'm like man like like and she 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 seems to like Adam more than me a lot more. And it's because he's been watching her since, you know, since he's unemployed because the quarantine and everything or because the coronavirus. And because he's spending that, that, that extra time with her, uh, I just know that and giving her that love that, that 
it makes a difference. Even like with, with fucking dogs, like the dogs that are like aggressive and the ones that have issues because people aren't loving these dogs and taking them out on walks. And, and so even, you know, it's not just with humans, but with animals and, um, but I, I really liked, I mean, probably my favorite, I mean, just getting, just jumping, starting off the book, it, it went into how deep this really is. It's not just with your spouse, but if you're going to pop out kids and bring out kids in this world, you better love them. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise yeah. it's going to continue this vicious cycle of, of people with a lack of love, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, did anybody else have any different uh, sections that they found the, that were the most re-readable? Re okay, actually, there's a quote that I, I wanted to add. Section. There was a Go quote that it. I wanted to finish off with that. It said, we needed, this is the quote, I'm sorry. We needed love before we ever fell in love. And we will need it as long as we live. And so, and so that's, your, that's your candidate for best quote then too, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, man, because, and then it also, it's just like the people, the, you know, people that are, um, <laughs> the hardest to love, I guess you would say like in relationships and things like that, um, usually didn't, weren't loved growing up. And so that's why it's so hard for them to like be open to it, to it and stuff. So, so sorry yeah, about I'm that. I'm going to piggyback off of what he said, um, as one of the, the, you know, the key parts to reading this book is understanding the root of love in your life and where it starts and how it's being groomed. And then, you know, this book can actually help you catch it or bring awareness to, you know, dang, I didn't even realize, like, I probably wasn't loved as much as a kid or, you know, maybe the way my mom loved me, that's why I am the way with, I, uh, the way I am with my spouse. Um, but for me, the most rereadable section is, I mean, it's not really like, it's kind of a cop out, but it's reading every single uh, love language again. Um, because the first time I read the love languages, I was engaged. Uh, the second time I, I read them, uh, I was married. And just recently, the third time I met them was even more into marriage. So I've got some experience under it. And all three times I saw something a little bit different. Um, so I would definitely say just to get a, a better understanding, just uh, the, the languages themselves are definitely worth rereading. I can go into probably two sections that are probably the most rereadable other than the love languages itself. Is that like we 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 can fall in love and be on this high on this high you know hiatus of being in love but he goes into depth you know as people get married you love is a choice and that's probably the most reiterable section is it's chapter 10 it says love was love is a choice because you know when you fall in love and when you know off the get-go like you do different things than you normally would probably before you're married than while you're married, right? People get comfortable. And I think it's very important to know that love is a choice and we have to do our best to make that other person, our significant other, that friend that, you know, our, our kids feel loved. And um, it's not just something that's going to be around forever. We have to actually make the effort to do so. So I think that's, very important to know that we need to know subconsciously that we have to make the effort to love and it's not going to just come naturally. Yeah. I want to backpack on yeah. that. He, he said, uh, uh, I think he put it in, uh, from in love to real love. And he described in love as a temporary emotional high. Mm -hmm. It's temporary. And when that goes yep. away, it's like, fuck, this is a, a, 
I have to make this conscious choice every single day moving forward. <laughs> to, For real. To keep, to keep yeah, this thing going. It, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, from the seven habits in the, the proactive section when he's talking about love isn't a noun, love is a verb. Yeah. Mm. Action. Action. Uh, the most rereadable section for me, other than like just whatever your specific love language is, and then then going off of that, whatever you think your or your your partner's love language is, uh, there's a section. There's like a two or three page like offshoot like conversation he goes on uh, in the words of affirmation section where he's talking about forgiveness, and he has like five or six like fire quotes like in that section yeah. where he's talking about the <laughs> about how like forgiveness is an important part of of love and being human and things like that because as humans we're all going to make mistakes and we're all going to you know we're going to do things that are going to hurt people and uh when he's talking about forgiveness and how important it is to a relationship talk forgiveness isn't a feeling it's an expression of love the best thing we have to do with our failures of the past is to let them be history and to move on from them. And, and just, I thought that discussion was, was really, really important for me to read and to know that, that even if you make mistakes or even if your partner makes mistakes, that, that actively forgiving them and choosing to forgive them is, is just as important. But that's yeah. the thing. It's not an, if they make mistakes, it's, it's when yeah. we, right. we all make mistakes. And right. I think that's like you said, I read that part too. And it said for uh, forgiveness is commit is, is a commitment and how you have to, like, you're going to, you're going to be faced with so many things, either it's small or whether it's big, you know, adultery or, you know, lies, stealing money or hiding money, whatever it is, you're going to be faced with the opportunity in your relationship to forgive your spouse. And you're going to have to constantly forgive if you expect to move forward into love. Yeah. Uh, one of the, one of the, I think one of those fire quotes that you might have, uh, that I read in the words of affirmation section was, and I never really put two and two together, but uh, the word encourage means to inspire courage and i was like wow like <laughs> just seeing that in words i was like that's absolutely what that means you know <laughs> yeah. as, as a leader that means that word means something different to you now too right yeah um i wanted uh you know on what what randy's uh what randy's rereadable chapters were of the book was he's like every love language and i think it's our tendency to to maybe if you're in a relationship to say okay this is mine's these are mine, so I should understand these, and these are my girls, so I should understand these. And then you don't have to really care for the other ones, but that, that uh, was me. <laughs> yeah, but you do, right? But you do, right? Like, we're, yeah. we're we're a team here with barbells, right? And we have to understand that we're not if if we don't, um, you know, I guess uh, appreciate each other in what we're doing for barbells, right? Like if I don't tell Miller, like, Hey bro, thanks for writing that caption out and posting that podcast, bro. Like, I really appreciate that, man. Like, well, uh, that, you know, some of the things that you might do behind the scenes, uh, might not be recognized. And so you do have to really put that in perspective. It's not just, Oh, I just need to know these ones. I use an example. I, I had my, my, um, my, some of the new people that I just brought onto my, my team do the love language tests and one of them was receiving gifts it's one of the first people he's a dude too one of the first people i've seen with receiving gifts is their number one i never see that and maybe you guys are different um and it was his number one and i just accidentally i was grocery shopping i noticed that he 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 drinks uh orange monsters 
And so I just bought a bunch of orange monsters when I was at the grocery store and I brought it to the office. I'm like, Hey Jacob, you know, I, I got you some monsters. He's like, Oh Nick, he's like, you shouldn't have like, and he was so fucking grateful. <laughs> and then I put two and two together and I was like, damn, like, so, so anyway, it's just, it's more important that you know every chapter versus just your own. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you Don't can learn you something and, and put those towards any, in any and every relationship that, that you have going forward. Yeah. And it's like, dude, as soon as I pop out like a kid, you know, in the future, like I'm going to, I'm going to have to figure out what, how to fuck this little asshole feels appreciated, you know, <laughs> like, because <laughs> you don't want to feel like, I think mostly with kids though, it's, I don't think it's discovering their love language. I think it's just being a whole in every love language to them. You're, you're probably Especially, right. Especially, I, I think number one for kids is quality time, period. I actually, yeah, just being there. With yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a little of both. It is a, a part of molding what they already are, but some kids just come with personalities packed in. Like they're, they're vibrant. So there's certain things that, um, you know, like I was receiving gifts that to me as a kid, that translated you were thinking of me, you, you know, you wanted to show me love. So as I get older, you know, that's what I, you know, kind of, I, I guess that's where I kind of, you know, grew to, if somebody buys me something, that means they, they care over somebody saying, I love you. You know, the, the words, you know, I guess in my life, words don't really mean much. It was, words roll off my back because I've been promised stuff or people have told me stuff and lied. But if you go out of your way to do something for me or to give a gift, um, you know, it made a difference. So I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a little of both. I think as a kid, you know, there are stuff you do like the quality time. I, I agree. I think that's number one for all children. But um, the, the second one, you never know. It could be something you mold or it could be something you have to adapt to. That's true. Yeah, I'm sure like even if you're like a successful parent, right, you can't just buy their love with like gifts. And yeah, I think they got gold. something like that in the book, too. I don't know. I, I can't remember. Is there a section about you can't like I think like any kid would prefer you to be at their football game or orchestra concert versus, you know, getting them a gift saying congratulations on, you know, whatever. Right. I think every it, just like with with adults, every kid is different, though, too. That's true, too. Yeah, that's that. And that's what my point was. I Maybe think, that's I think why there's they all have their own. Too. There is a book for kids. If it yeah. wasn't, they, they wouldn't need one. So I'm sure they need one. Yeah. Is there is there any takeaways from each love language that you guys uh, that like really stood out to you guys? Um, you want to go through it? Yeah. Like, is there any like. Oh, like I knew that that was physical touch, but I didn't, you know, I didn't really maybe consider that one as, as how somebody might receive love more effectively if I did that. Hmm. Well, I guess in the workplace, that's probably pretty tough. The physical touch. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. That's that. Of course that's different. Other than like a pat on the back or a, or a handshake. Yeah. Yeah. You just not, I don't, I don't think there's much you can do with, uh, with physical touch. Um, you know, but I guess so I'll, I'll, I'll use an example, like one, you know, a couple, two of the, two of the ones that, that stood out to me were uh, the physical touch one, right? Like, and this is common sense, but it might not be common sense to some people. Like, let's, let's go for example. Let's just say that, that, you know, maybe your significant other is crying, right? And they're sad. They just want to be held. They don't want to be talked to and saying, you know, what's wrong, babe, what's wrong? Or, or, you know, um, your dog died, but it's okay. We're going to be, no, they just want to fucking be held. You know what I'm saying? They just want you, your physical, you know, presence there. Um, 
and or i don't know maybe they're fucking drunk as shit and they're throwing up they want you to hold their hair up you know they might be now nah, no that's a bad one because they might be too drunk to even know what the hell's going on they're not gonna remember that <laughs> but, i'm gonna piggyback off that though like in the book where he went over physical touch like he was <clears throat> interviewing one of his clients who was a man and the man was like my first love language has to be physical touch because i need sex He's like, I need sex with a, with my woman, and that's that. And then he kind of went into detail to figure out like what his real love language is. Is actually, and he's like, well, if she talks down to you, will you still have sex with her? And he's like, no. So your primary love language is words of affirmation. So just yeah, because that was sex, that was that was the section that was right after the physical touch chapter, and and that story I probably identified with more than any other of like the the stories in the book. I think that's very important. Like people might think like, and it could be male or female, obviously. And people might think like, Oh, I just need to have sex and my, you know, that's, and that's number one. And I'm physical touch or, you know, and that's not the case. So. Right. That's why you got to read the languages. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot more goes into it than just sex. Exactly. It's more of an emotional feeling. um, If your physical touch is more emotional and, I think like vibrant energy, I would say. Especially if you're a man, you know, most men think that that's, that's, it's what it's narrowed down to. So reading this book, you'll get a, a, a wider spectrum of what uh, physical touch is because all men, whether we realize it or not, is like we operate on sex. So, you know, that's for women to understand that, that that's, I mean, that's a whole nother topic, but um, we're, we're wired for sex. So, we're just built differently. We think differently than women because of our, our, our sex gene, our testosterone. Why are you laughing? I, I saw a stupid meme. I saw a stupid <laughs> meme the other day, and, and I don't know. I'm totally going to say this because fuck it, but I saw this meme the other day. It was like, you, 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 win, uh, you win $10 million. What's the first thing you're doing? And I'm sorry, this is totally an inappropriate meme for any of the listeners, but it said, oh, I'm about to, said I'm about to beat my meat because I need some uh, some clarity, you know, before I spend that money or something stupid. So, <laughs> so when you said that, you said we operate on sex. And so it just made me think of that meme. <laughs> Well, it's it's a, got some truth to it. It was yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it said I need some. some it said uh, post nut clarity. Anyway, so um, let's. Moving on. To get, to get back on track. Oh, sorry, guys. I think we we we've gone over. I think probably words of affirmation. We talked a little bit about receiving gifts, quality time, touch. Uh, the only one we really haven't gone over is uh, acts of service. And this is probably what me, Randy, well, this is our three of us love uh, primary, right? Me, myself, uh, Randy, and Nick's, right? We all have access services that are primary. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'll start off that, I'll explain to you why it's my primary. It's just because, like, I feel like I'm always on the go. My time isn't, I have to manage my time, like, especially when I used to work for somebody like I didn't have as much freedom as I do now being an entrepreneur but um you know when you want to concentrate on your purpose and what you really want to do in life and it consumes your time and your energy you want like I like having the feeling of my significant other like taking care of the things that 
I don't have necessarily have to worry about so I can give more energy and more focus into my purpose of become more successful without having to worry about all the little things that can consume our time. You know, um, obviously I've been single for like over a year now, so I haven't, I've been doing obviously everything myself, but when it comes down to the wire, what I'd want in somebody else is like, you know, Oh, you know, you know, pick up, pick up my dry cleaning or, you know, have, you know, it'd be great to have dinner made tonight. So I don't have to worry about cooking or, you know, just the little things that, um, could help me, you know, become more successful. And I think that's part of making the teamwork, make the dream work type of thing. So, um, that's why, you know, I, you know, I definitely would say access service would be my primary. Nick, Randy, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I think it, it's, I, I agree hundred percent with him. And I think mine, I, I actually started reading the book when I started, you know, building my business. Um, so for me, maybe that love language could have even been primary, you know, and, and created right there due to my circumstances. Look, it's exactly like Cody said, it's cause I'm, I was focusing on, on trying to, trying to build my purpose. So if there's anything that you could take off my plate or anything you could help me with to help me move forward faster, exactly. I'd appreciate it a lot, mm -hmm. uh, a, a lot more. And, um, I think it also goes into a lot of my life. You know, I'm always worried about others and trying to help others do stuff. So when something's done for me, I really appreciate it. Yeah. I like the, I like the, um, one of the, one of the tips that had at the end of, at the end of the chapter, uh, it said, um, knowing, knowing the top 10 things that your spouse would, would love to have done for them. And just knowing that, because um, sometimes you might not know, you might not be clear on on what it is that you would like done. Um, and so kind of having that heart to heart or, or check in as far as, you know, what what's important to them. But I also think even, I do think that, you know, let's just say that my language is acts of service, but theirs might not be. Um, it, it's still It's still a two-way street in the sense that if I want them my spouse to do something for for me that i still have to do some things for them and then they used uh, an example in the book of uh where he was counseling with a couple where the wife was nagging um her husband to paint a, a bedroom or something like that and so she kept nagging him like you know and there's a way to do it too like to request it right um yeah. there's a way to request it and not say Oh, you had all this free time today. Why did you paint the freaking house? Right. But right. There's, a, there's a way to do it versus just, you know, nagging at them or, yeah. you know, being sarcastic, you know, which I, I can be bad at sometimes, um, especially with like, you know, employees. Uh, but, um, but there's a way to do it. And I believe that uh, one of the things, maybe, you know, it might, it might've been a, a, like a, a cross between words of affirmation, but one of the things that she did was she would start appreciating the little things that he he was doing like oh thank you honey for taking out the trash thank you for doing this thank you for doing that and instead of nagging he i guess he was uh he was uh seeking maybe the words of affirmation of painting and right. so he finally just did well it that's because in, i think in that example the husband was like words of affirmation and the wife was acts of service Okay, so that's, like the, that's the melding to those two together. Yeah, but the, the go go I'll go off that. <clears throat> he used to do things like do yard work and like 
I think he made a reference like putting up like the Christmas decorations and the holidays and stuff like that. But her primary one was like vacuuming the house. So he might already be doing like, say there's husband and wife and the wife's love language is um, acts of service. He might be doing acts of service and he feels like he's doing the job as a man, but her primary is like, she wants the house basically vacuumed that would like make her feel good that's what he made a reference in the book mm-hmm. but she did but the way that uh the that uh what did gary chapman you know told her how to say it you know is the wording she was saying uh, he said uh tell him i think it's sexy when you vacuum the carpet <laughs> wording like that and it's like oh man let me go vacuum real quick <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's there's like, there's like, I think there's like a way to, to get somebody to want to go to the gym too. Yeah. I, I forget like, it's, it's, how you it's, say it's it. not like, man, babe, you're getting fat. You should go to the gym, but there's a different way. Like the vasking, I can't remember. <laughs> but so think positive, positive reinforcement instead of the negative yes. reinforcement, like, like rewarding them with the compliments when they do go. Right. Yeah. And that's something I learned through words of affirmation instead of just, constantly nagging or asking and saying dang 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 you have to flip it and be like you know it's really attractive when you do that or it's really really i really do appreciate it when you do that just how you deliver it makes the world of difference and that's something i i've been still stubborn to learn but i'm finally picking it up well let me ask you this as a married man you're the only married man here um what is what's and tiffany's your wife what's her what's her love language her, her love language uh, is quality time, physical touch, and then words of affirmation. Now, when we first did the test, she had uh, words of affirmation, and it made sense. Um, I struggled with how to communicate, um, you know, my vulnerabilities and, you know, just me, communicate myself to her. And I think it's based on how I grew up. Like, you know, we didn't, I wasn't. Not that I had bad parents. It was just how my dad was strict. My mom, she would she would love me the way she did. But some somewhere along my life and the things that I encountered, I put up a wall uh, from a lot of people. So I wasn't as transparent with her as I should have been. And hers was words of affirmation. So telling her instead of just thinking it. There was a lot of times where I would think it and not even voice it. So I was practicing that part. But as we grow, uh, as we t- we reread it, and um, I looked, uh, and she took the test again. Uh, quality time and physical touch were her main ones. Um, so this quarantine, boy, I, I've, I've been feeling that love tank because she's been getting a lot of. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Has this book changed your life in your relationship as a married man? It definitely. I'm. I'm so glad. That was one of the first books I read uh, as a single going into marriage because our, my pastors they gave uh, they gave us three books and that was one of them that they said they wanted us to read before we got married. And um, just like we were saying earlier, it's it's relationships. I, of course, you see it first as you know marriage, but it it does it does give you a bigger uh, a bigger idea of, of what love actually is. And I love the fact that they use languages, that it's a language, and that there's and even in the book it said there's different dialects to those languages. But yeah, I mean we we love the book. I definitely recommend it to any single. Any um anybody who's about to be married and anybody who is currently married, it will give you a different understanding on your spouse, your partner, um, and then yourself.
Dope. Thanks, Randy. Um, so let's move on to, to the next category, which is best quote. Um, what do you guys have for best quote? Well, mine, I got I thought somebody was going to say it earlier because we were talking about the, uh, the in love stage. Uh, mine was, in fact, true love cannot begin until the in love experience has run its course. And that is so, 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 so true. Because right now, Nick is in the in love stage. I got that one down too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nick is in the in love stage right now. That's a good example to to show. I I think we're transitioning. I think we're transitioning into no, the, into y'all, the still, y'all still there. Yeah, don't even tell me. Y'all still there. <laughs> that that stage, man, if you're not careful, and I don't know, I, I don't know, I'm not even say that. I don't know. But it's certain stages in that in that stage, like you gotta be careful because you're vulnerable. Everything is new, everything is great. So, you know, you what you meet when you meet that person, you the person you like, you're meeting their representative. You're meeting somebody, the the person who's standing in trying to impress you and try to tell you what That's you want to hear so That's that true. you like them. Absolutely. So when all of the smoke clears, you got to look at who you really chose. And uh, our in love stage was, was nice. And, you know, and because I, I fail in certain areas, I'm let known, like my, my wife knows that the in love stage. She remembers it clearly. So she lets me know about the things that I, that, you know, I should be doing or that, that, that I did that made her, you know, feel special. Um, but that phase when it ends, man, that's when you really, you really have to face. And like we were saying, love is a choice. You got to face what you signed up for because it is just, a, it's, it's an emotion. The, being in love, the in love is an emotion, but love is an action. So when all of that, when the smoke clears, you just, you gotta, you gotta man up. You gotta, you gotta face with, face what you need to do to, to, to push through to the next chapter. Yeah. And you can't just like, keep chasing that high you know no, oh, I'm, I'm over this one. i'm over this one time 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 for a new one you know and but was, you had to create a new high that's what i also learned through the book too is you know yeah. when that that true love is gone uh the, the the in love phase is is temporarily gone it, it was there for a reason it's there to show you what you can be what you should be and you know the, mm. the measure and the expectation but you know, as as we get older, we the things that get you know as you get older with your with your spouse or your partner, you have a longer relationship. You start to see the flaws. You start to think see the things you wish you would change, or you start to see the things that annoy you. Um, but you also see the things you love and appreciate more. You just got you got a good balance. You got to work through um, after that phase ends. Yeah, but, but I feel when, like that's what he says. That's when true love begins. Right. Right. That's when you really find out how much you love somebody. How much are you willing to push past? How much are you willing to to look through? Can I add a funny story to that? Go ahead. Don't 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 don't, don't make it like the last story. No. <laughs> <laughs> my, one of my good friends, Brian. He he uh, he's been he's been uh, he's an Allstate agent, uh, business owner, busy guy, and he he's been with his uh, high school sweetheart since not high school sweetheart. I'm sorry. It was like after high school, but it's pretty much practically like borderline high school sweetheart. Uh, been with her for at least 13 or 14 years. Um, and he's a young cat. He's, he's 31 or 30, yeah. um, young guy. And he, he posted this photo on Facebook. And in the photo is, it, it just looks like so much chaos is going on, right? He's, it's in his bathroom. And he has one of his daughters, you know, pooping, right, on a phone, on a 
on an iPhone pooping. Yeah, he has his wife uh, uh, showering his other daughter because she probably got into some mess, right? Um, and then in the photo, there's a dog like kind of like on the like jumped up on the shower as well. And in this picture, he puts. Sometimes I ask myself, how much do I really love my family? <laughs> it's like because I think he's well over the 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 in love stage, right? Like he wakes up every day and he's like, I'm, "This what is a conscious decision." Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and I'm sure there's plenty of experiences like that that are that are gonna happen. Yeah, that was my favorite quote. So I'll go into mine. Um, <clears throat> it's, he says, ignoring our partner's love languages is like ignoring the needs of a garden. If we don't weed, water, or fertilize, it will, it will die a slow death. That's good. I didn't even see that yeah. one. I'm going to miss that one. Yeah, That's so that was one. definitely my favorite. Like, I feel like I was going to you know, go off what Randy said, and that is, you know, we, you know, we might have all these flaws that we see in our significant other, but I believe if they do a good enough job, you know, meeting our needs as far as responding to our love languages, we overlook those things quite fast. You know what I mean? Versus them actually just putting up with each other. Then those things like the criticizing or whatever, you know, really annoys that person will push them over edge and say, well, I'm not in love no more this is not working out or whatever the case may be. So um, I think it's very important <clears throat> that understanding each other's love languages, then we can overlook the things that we necessarily not might like, but also the, this book doesn't really talk about it too much. And I wonder why, which is, I think has to do a lot with a healthy, long lasting relationship is communication. Any, any relationship, right. As friends, humans, like he doesn't talk about communication as much in this book, which is very I think very important to any relationship and be as far as being transparent and whatnot. So um, am I falling the, am I falling the what you, the quality, the quality time category as far as or communication? Like un, yeah. Un, but undivided attention, you know, he never separated it and made it its own topic, but the underlying thing through the whole thing, I would think is communication language okay. language. Yeah. I, I guess I, I, think, I, I think more commu- so think commu- communication actual. might be too cliche, so that's how he set himself apart. Right. Yeah, every every love book talks about the importance of communication. Hmm. But you are right, Fody. Like my marriage would be crap without communication. Yeah. Like, you have. I think that's the, to communicate. That's like the downfall of any relationship. If you're not if you're not telling the, your significant other what's really bothering you. Um, it's just going to add up, and you can. It's, it's going to lead to other actions that, you know, yeah. make it fall apart. So, Well, I think the one thing that this book points out is that lots of relationships do fall apart, even when there is communication, though, too, because even if you're communicating love the way you feel like love should be communicated, your partner may not even be speaking that dialect. So. Exactly. Communicating the wrong way. Like, it's the dialect. Yep. The mm-hmm. dialect. It's the love languages. Nick, what was your best quote? I think um, I think we already went over it. It's the the we needed love before we ever fell in love, um, and we'll need it as long as we live. The reason I just like that is is um, I just I just knew that I grew up. I attribute like you know, I, I can I attribute where I'm at right now and where I'm going 
to how I was raised. Like, I don't think there was ever a shortage of love in my, in my, in my childhood and growing up. It was awesome. You know, like, yeah, we didn't have like, didn't have a lot of money or we didn't have, you know, I was just talking to Kaiser about this. Like I remember it was like my freshman or sophomore year where I wore like the same, I had like five outfits that I wore and I just rotated them. Like if I wore one on a Wednesday, I wore it the next week on a Friday. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have the most money growing up, but damn, we had a lot of love, you know? And so um, I think that's why that one stuck out the most to me. What about you? I wrote down a couple. Uh, The first one I wrote down was uh, when he was talking about, um, about uh, the word courage. He said, most of us have, more potential than we will ever develop. What holds us back is lack of courage. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I wrote down was the one Randy said, true love cannot begin until the in love experience has run its course. And the other one I picked was uh, love is a choice that you make every day. And that's probably the most important thing in the book is that, that we've been talking about over and over, even in this podcast, is that love is an action. It's a verb. It's, it's not a noun. And you know what's interesting is it, and it's kind of relevant to these, uh, this, this quarantine and everything is, I don't know about you guys, but don't you guys just miss like normal stuff, like just grabbing a beer at, at the bar or like going to something with all your friends? Um, I, I miss being at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just being around people, right? Like just, yeah, I, I miss, I miss my coworkers. I miss my clients. Like I miss just, being, being in the action. around people and being in the gym and Atmosphere. Like, yeah. yeah it's crazy because like right now it's not about like anything materialistic whatsoever famous people right. seem so average right now like and normal <laughs> because of this they've been brought down to earth and it really simplifies it like dang what's really important and makes you really value value the i think the world is valuing nature mother nature right now i've got to say I mean, it's a little off topic, but I'm just like that. <laughs> you know, but anyways, what's the next topic, Mill? Uh, what's aged the best? So this book was written in 1992, so a lot's changed in the last uh, 28 years. No, uh, he talked about Netflix in one of these chapters. Yeah, there was a, there was a revision made, uh, and the book came, like, was re-released in 2015. Okay, maybe that's fine. But originally wrote in 92. Originally, it was released in 92. Okay. That's a good thing to know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the love languages themselves age the best. I feel like these will be be able to be used for, for the next generation to come. Like you said, they had a revision. They'll probably revise it just to make it relevant to the times that our children are living in. But these languages are, are gold. Yeah. I like how, I like how he, he, he simplified it into five things that are extremely yes. universal. It don't matter if you're in China or if you're in anywhere in the world, it's simplified into to these five things. Yeah, I, I had the, the languages themselves is that, you know, they were the same probably 20, 50 years ago and they'll be the same 20, 20 years from now. Uh, the other thing that I put was the actual, the stories of the couples that he'd helped, like, all the, the problems that they were facing were, were really relatable and like were real sounding problems that like any of us could have had in our relationships. And then the solutions that he provided and the way that he, he counseled the couples that he was, that they were, were going through things. Those were all seemed like reasonable solutions that anybody could implement. 
you think there's ever like a sixth one that he comes out with later? Like, oh crap, I missed this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, likes on social media. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> she didn't tag me enough. <laughs> that's I, hey you know what you know that's something that might have to be in the revision of the, the next book for <laughs> our kids is how to how to how to love through through uh you know media just how to how to get past this comparison of social media and just how like i don't know that, that'd be a good book a good read how, how people are dealing with love through this stuff because you know social media and and all of this media stuff, it can get in your relationship if you allow it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Anybody yeah, got anything else for what's age the best? Does anybody have I, it? Okay, let's move on. Let's. Does anybody have anything for what's age the worst? Uh, right there. <laughs> no, I mean, it's pretty – love is – forever like it's been around since you know yeah. forever forever like so i don't think no here's here's one thing that i'll that i'll nitpick is that in a lot of the stories it was the, the a lot of the problems was the husband expecting like a very like old school like way of their wanting their wives mm -hmm. to have like dinner I've prepared or have all the chores done at home yeah. or have the kids taken care of and things like that and for 2020, that, that came off a little weird to me. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same as... I got a quote for you guys here. A willingness to examine and change stereotypes is necessary in order to express love more effectively. So we can't go off this typical stereotypes of like how, you know, maybe baby boomers were raised. Yeah, because I mean, uh, I'm sure all of these stories uh, of these couples were, were couples going through stuff in the, the 70s and 80s and 90s. So like them, you know, wanting to experience love the way their parents experienced love, which was in the 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s, when, when, you know, the mom was a stay at home mom and the dad worked and, and wanted to come home to, to, you know, everything being taken care of on the home front. And a lot of the the problems experienced through those couples were were those types of problems, and the, with the husband's right. expectations being around that. I couldn't imagine that. Like, I, I can I can only imagine how awful men were in prehistoric times. Like, <laughs> like, like I'm sure that back in the day they would go on go onto a construction site, come home, you know, and and just eat some food, turn on the TV and not do shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but divorce, but you know, people probably still didn't divorce and stuff like that. They just remained miserable. <laughs> yeah. But that's what's so yeah, it's, it's 2020 and that could have been updated a little bit to where there was more like, you know, like how they many people. You could have used an example where maybe the girl expected the guy to cook a dinner. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot right. more common these days for girls. A lot of the roles have reversed. It, that's what I was just about to say. Yeah, this a lot of the roles have reversed. I was watching something earlier this week on uh, expectations in relationships, and uh, the lady who was speaking, she was even saying, you know, like how women back in the day, like you just said, they're mainly were stay at home, stay at home moms. They were nurses. They were, you know, working at at stores and stuff like that. They people jobs. Now there's more. CEOs of companies and uh, women are not as uh, uh, 
they're not they're not they're not kept in a box as maybe as they were tried to back in the day. So now there's more women who are very independent who don't need a man to provide, protect, and do all of that stuff. More like now than ever. Man. Yeah, right. more now than ever. So it's like, how do you love those women that have everything? Like that that's the type of stuff that you know, maybe like you said, that the well, it's definitely, I feel like women like different women nah, and different I, men. Yeah, I mean, but with women they're still missing something, you know. Yeah. And, and that's why the, any, that's, and that's why the five love languages still applies because while they may not be looking for what women in the fifties were looking for for men, they're still looking for something and express love in in certain ways. Right. Exactly. So maybe if they're like super independent and successful, they might need know, access, access service. service. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. So. No, I wasn't saying they wouldn't need anything. I was just saying they're different. Yeah. Or maybe they just want to cuddle. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're just they're, they're, if they're as driven, I think she was saying something along the lines of like, if a woman is just as driven as you, most partners they look for somebody to compliment them. Mm. They had to have like, if I'm successful, you got to be successful now. The, the standards as far as a different. woman or a man's yeah. A woman, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like a, like a, a woman needs to be successful. To, as far but that's as what her point was. She was yeah. saying most guys, like the the CEO guys or the guys who got a lot of money, they're okay if they if they got somebody who's who's you know maybe a six and you know she owns a company or and or has her own money, has her own car. But versus a nine who's a, a waitress, most guys are gonna go with the nine. Most guys are gonna go with. They're not worried about the. the if you can see Beller's face can, when you said that, I was looking at. <laughs> I was looking at Beller's face when he said that. He's like, pretty much. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, we're visual. We're it's more physical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And as the only one of us that their their love language is physical touch. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> can you rub my back babe yep <laughs> what's next what's next what we got next, next up is uh half-assed internet research that's yours what do you got so uh the book sold 8,500 copies its first year out in 1992 it which which uh blew away its publisher's uh expectations the publisher it sold four times more than the publisher had predicted that it would sell Second year, it sold 17K, 137,000 the third year, and it climbed and climbed and climbed after that. Uh, by 2009, it was on the New York Times bestseller list, and it's been on the New York Times bestseller list ever since. Um, and then the other thing we talked about before is that it has the one, two, three, four sister books, the five love languages for children, the five love languages for singles. Five Love Languages for the Workplace, and there's also a military edition. I didn't go into too much into like what the military edition entails, but I'm guessing it's for like the superior and uh, cadet relationship or whatever, but. Or maybe p people who have experienced war had a love on people who have experienced war. Right. Hmm. Anybody else look up anything on the book? Like I saw the, the men part. That's something I'm yeah. interested in. I want to read the the five love languages for men. I think that maybe that's for like gay men. It's not because I saw I saw the book because <laughs> <laughs> that's what made me wonder too. I don't, need to look, I don't need to know how to love another man right now. Thank you. <laughs> 
My wife the went book in cover the had a guy in a boat and the girl was laying in the boat. So yeah, uh, that was my first indicator. Uh, <laughs> That's freaking funny. I wonder I actually wonder if there is like because like same sex date like you know relationships are so common now. I wonder if he does have to like I wouldn't be surprised if Gary comes out with another one. Milk go ahead and milk another category as far as like Yeah, yeah the five love languages for same sex couples. Yep, exactly. Milk it, Gary. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he's had to or is probably in the works of making one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's all we got for uh, internet research. Um, the last category I have is uh, how has this this book changed reading at this time compared to the last time you read it? My um, first time, so I'm on this one. Well, I'll go first in this just because um, first, like I said earlier, the first time I read it, I was uh, reading it with the intentions to learn from my wife. Um, and that was while being single. That was basically when we were engaged. The second time I read it, was more to learn about me. And then the third time I read it was to gain more understanding while being married. Um, second time I read it was right after marriage. And then the third time I read it was with a little bit more experience under, under our belt. But I definitely suggest if you've read it while you were single, read it again when you're in a relationship. If you're reading it when you're in a relationship, read it again once you're married because phases of relationships change. The, my Tiffany is completely different when she was my girlfriend. She's completely different as my wife. And people, you know, people say, oh, nothing changes when you get married. No, that's a lot. And this book goes change. into that a lot. Like, that's like the, the main problem that he opens up the, the book with is people coming up to him being like, you know, we were so much in love when we were, we were first started dating, but then everything changed after we got married. Right. So how have you maneuvered through that randy well I, this book really helped if i didn't know the love languages i'd probably still I, i'd we'd be bickering over over some different things for sure now that i understand what her love language is and you know the reference to the tank we didn't even go over that as much the love tank love tank is when you do this this you do your spouse's or your partner's love language that's what will certain things will feel it faster so like i said earlier the five love languages we all we all um retain them but there's only there's certain ones that will fill our love tank faster. So acts of service fills mine faster than words of affirmation. Doesn't mean I don't appreciate words of affirmation. I do appreciate them. They're just not going to do as much to my love tank as uh, acts of service. So the love tank matters oh, guys, for sorry. you know. <laughs> our love tank um, it it matters because <laughs> if um, if I'm not doing my my spouse's love language then her love tank is going to be very uh, uh, noticeable. She's going to show it through her expression, show it, you know, the way she carries herself. She's going to let it know, let it be known that I haven't been loving her the way that I should. So as I do more of the uh, her physical touch and quality time, the more I do that, the more I will, I will increase her love tank. Um, but it, it helped me, if that makes sense. I don't know if I made, it didn't make sense for explaining that. But the first time I read the book, um, it, it opened my eyes to the love languages. But the second time I read the book, it allowed me to get a better understanding to how to apply it. Nick, you, you back with us? Yeah, sorry about that. My, my sister's cooking. so No worries. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your, your second, second or third time reading the book too, right? Yeah, yeah, second time. Um, 
I, I would say it just changes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to add some context, um, the first time I read it, uh, I was in another relationship. And then second time I'm reading it. Um, and I honestly, like, if I'm being honest, the first time I read it, it was more of like a chore because I was being asked, asked to read it and I didn't really want to read it. Um, and this, <laughs> and this time, I mean, I, I think I became more, more and more of a, of a believer in, in it. And to the point to where, you know, I, I made, I, in my new relationship, I retook it and also had, you know, um, who I'm with right now also take it so I can better understand them and they can better understand me. Um, it's funny cause I've even like referred to it a couple of times like, Hey, uh, you should read it. <laughs> so right. you understand. You've even had like your staff like do the test too, right? Yeah. I've made my staff take it just so I can understand how they feel appreciated. Um, and I can do things that cater to that. So, um, you can kind of guess it, you know, or just, you can just take wild guesses. Like I guess some of my staff, like I'm pretty sure this person doesn't give a crap about words of affirmation. Like they're very like kind of no bullshit. Just tell me what I need to do and I'm going to do it. You don't have to flood me with compliments and say, Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And, um, and so it's funny about that, but uh, it does serve as a good, give you good context and, and, you know, reaffirm, you know, solid, a solid, uh, solid relationships in, in all areas. So, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. I'm, this is my first time reading the book too, Fody. Uh, but like I said, I had taken like the test before and, and had like read up on what the languages were. And, and I had talked about it before, like mind flipped once I actually read the book and read like, the the distinction between like the physical touch and everything like that so that's exactly what i did actually i took this test before even reading the book it was a while ago just to see because it was like a i don't even remember why i took the test but um definitely didn't do justice you definitely have to read the book so if you guys are listening to this podcast um and you think just taking the test is going to do the justice as far as finding out your love language or your spouse's love language um, I encourage you to please read the book because it's going to change your perspective on it. Yeah, and it's only a 200-page book too, so a couple hours yeah. of reading, not too bad. It was a fast read too. It wasn't nothing crazy. It was, it was pretty interesting and obviously... It's, like, it's decent-sized text. It's not like 200 pages with like tiny small font. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. It's a good read. Definitely. It's a good read. And I definitely, to, to Randy's advice, I think I'm definitely going to have to read it again um, you know, like three years from now or four years from now, for sure. So, yeah. Well, good, good job today, guys. Uh, Nick, what's the next book on the docket for the Barbells Book Club? The next book is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I believe we agreed on that one, right? So was it that one or was it uh, As a Man Thinketh? I think we can go, we can go How to Win Let Friends. Let me tell you, let me piggyback that book because that book is – um, how to win friends and influence people is a long book. So, okay. Just keep it that depends. I guess it just depends. Like if we schedule this for two weeks from now, then we should do how to win friends. If we do a week from now, literally we could do this next Friday and do as a man think it's like 60 pages. So, but either one of those two are going to be the next, the next read. I cannot wait to also do, since we're on the topic of relationships, I cannot wait to read, uh, uh, the way of the superior man again. It's, uh, and, and men listening to this podcast, you'll have to, one, you should read that book, and two, 
definitely tune into that podcast. It teaches so many alpha male strategies in that book. It's fire. Which one? Is that a, what's his name? Way of the Superior Man. No, that's not, not, not a, how to be a 3% man. It's, it's who I believe he got a lot of his material from. You know what I mean? Okay. So, well, me, and Nick, well, me and Nick have a nickname for him. We're not going to say. Well, Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Um, Another one, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, stay tuned because we got a lot of good books and a lot of good discussions then coming up then in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't, we've got a, uh, we've got a, uh, right now with, uh, we got a, if you use the discount code, stay home on the barbells and briefcases website, you get, uh, what is it, 30% off of all of our, uh, all of our apparel and gear on the website. So make sure you take advantage. Yep. www.barbellsbriefcases.com. Yeah. All right. Thank you, fellas. I'm going to stop guys. recording now. <laughs>